everybody, it's Kristen Garth, <laughs> and I am here tonight with you for Kristen Whispered Sonnets, and I'm excited to record um, a little um, something passionate tonight because that's how I feel about books, libraries, and um, the things that they have taught me that are a little scandalous at times, I think, because I had a very repressed childhood, and the library was one of the only places I was free, and I'm going to be reading tonight from Dewey Decimals, which is a part of the um, Hedgehog cult offering right now, and if you are interested in becoming a part of the Hedgehog um, cult, where it's basically a book club, and you um, get a, a selection of books, um, a few times a year, you can check out Hedgehog Poetry um, website, and they, you know, you can sign up. I think any time, but one the book, the books that are up there this time, I think there's always at least four or five books, and one of them is Dewey Decimals. And because it came out, and I was excited about that, I decided I wanted to read some things from it to celebrate it. So like a little book launch um, for <laughs> on Kristen Whisper Sonnets tonight. And I'm going to read a few of these poems. And actually, some of them have prose. And I'm going to start out with reading the very first poem in here called I'm Hot Pink, just to tell you my relationship that I had with books because it was, um, they were my friends, they were my lovers at that time of my life. You know, it was anything, you know, dirty kind of input that I would get would come from books. And so I have a nostalgia about that. And, um, because I wasn't, that nobody stopped me. They didn't think books were powerful or, um, that you, they needed to be censored. I, I don't know why, but I guess because my dad wasn't much of a reader, but, um, it, movies, things like that were always censored, but not books. And so I was able to go to the library and bring home eventually the story of O and which really spoke to me about my own sexuality and um I walked out with it in my arms in front of my father who if he'd known what it was I can't even imagine what would have happened to me but didn't you know no register of what's going on here so anyway um in that prison of my childhood but I had a library and like prisons do and I made good use of it and here is a poem called hot pink hot pink hydrangea tomb teenage a cell of swallowed bubblegum and rage a door I cannot lock to hide a car they will not allow me to drive I'm stuck indoors and in my head but Henry Miller's in my bed Abreast of Faulkner, Tennessee, right, harlots, captives, sad like me. Girlfriends in ink, Joyce Carol Oates, empathy, erotic anecdotes. Next year, 18, if I survive, hot pink, full bloomed, but half alive. I do my time with a Marquis de Sade. He sees my jailhouse virtue laughs you fraud compatriots in sheets hot pink you wet your prison blossom on the brink so <laughs> um i'm gonna the next poem i'm gonna read to you is about you know in the actual library i um 
I had the same librarian the whole time that, you know, growing up. I mean, there were more than one, but there was one in particular who was my favorite, whose name is Rose. And um, I'm going to actually read you two parts of this just so you get a little flavor of it because I had this librarian when I was a little girl and then later in my life I had to go back to the same woman and I'll read you the, that poem later and check out the story of O. And it was very, um, you know, difficult. I mean, she wasn't, you know, she did it, you know what I'm saying? Of course, that's her job. But you know, to me, she was almost like a parental figure, but a healthy one. And it, it still felt loaded like that to go and take a book that, you know, is dirty and bring it to this person who used to read you Dr. Seuss and, you know, things like that and say, here, here's what I'm into now. <laughs> so um, anyway, I'm going to read you two little um, poems. One is a prose poem and one is a sonnet about Miss Rose. Miss Rose knows a book you will look like from the look of an eye. Her voice is a whisper of wishes you concentrate all July. You scoot closer, crisscross applesauce, your third summer time. Must capture the cadence, her ladylike pantomime mingled with rhyme. They call it story time, but it is more puppet show. She tells tales twirling, tulip skirt through a carpet of child marionettes below. She holds the books in her hand, the pictures square to young eyes. Her own never appear to touch pages, contents memorized. Kids study the smitten, her kitten hills with pastel pleather bows. You see the freckles inside the shimmer of nude pantyhose. She bends down reciting a passage to you, Brown bob across flesh cheek, eye-shadowed blue. You hope you'll be like her someday when you're grown, emancipated by age, a place all your own, a bookish career in backseam pantyhose, voice a little angelic, assertive, juxtaposed. She is who you hope to be, and Miss Rose knows. And here's the sonnet. A library card is a license of the mind. Her polka-dotted pattern calves gallop prepubescent paths. Storytime equine imitations and kitten heels. Scallop peep-toe library show reveals define universality. Woman you want to be. Not property in homemade dress. Card holder in a world of yes. Type font, cardstock, signed, squeezed, tiny envelope, pressed palm into Hello Kitty purse, gift of hope. License of the mind, proffered by paragon, womankind, with novel geography. Scope her catalog cartography. Denouement, despite father, your omnipresent guard, she will issue you a library card and it really did feel like a license you know to be myself and I I'm you know I just loved this woman because you know I associated her with the kind of parenting you know I should have had <laughs> and um that in that sense I did you know and and that was the normalcy I had and and that's what this book is about it's like finding that kind of bliss and normalcy and things that make your life 
able to be lived even if you're in a bad place and the library was definitely that for me um i'm gonna read this one because it's just there's a poem in here about you know my first kiss with a girl and it's um just from elementary school and again just because i think you know my mind because being opened even very very young and and feeling you know free to have ideas that came from someplace other than my parents and my very um patriarchal community um I think it made me feel free to be bisexual which I am so like anyway here's inside and and this poem by the way um I, I mean I was probably in first grade when this happened boys chasing on a playground and all the girls running and we ran into a tunnel and we they were trying to kiss us and so this happened the two you miss my raveled ribbon yanked dismissed a chase to tunnels huddled please while we hug knees a gigam dress that flanks a goosebump tease of skinny arm i squeeze we hear your feet. They pound playground, a pack that grows discreet, but close. We hear the menace and the squeak. So sure we're found, our arms go round. So near, we disappear. I feel her breath, a rhythm on my neck. It beats as quick as your retreat. A brush of lips, a jaunty journey to my cheek. A peck so soft, unsure, it's real until I peek and blush. A concrete five-foot tunnel where I hide. Escape your kiss. We find our bliss inside. And then... Um, you know, <laughs> it was just nice to know, like, even very young, I always knew I was very different from how I was being raised and being in the library and being amidst authors writing about different types of people, it, um, made me feel not alone, even in my small town, even in my patriarchal community and, you know, oppressed religious community. So... <laughs> Um, I now was going to read you about the experience of when I checked out, and this is when I was much older, obviously 17, I checked out the story of O in the library from the same woman who I read you earlier, made me, um, you know, uh, read to me Dr. Seuss stories, story time, did crafts, things like that. But eventually, you know, I got to the point where I was reading um, BDSM kind of books and I wanted, um, I knew it resonated with me. And so, you know, I had to have that moment of bringing it to her, but I'm just gonna read it. You find all kinds of erotica in the card catalog. By 17, you, part of a private dialogue with writers of literature, smut and psychology, any medium which tackled sexuality, you seek them out by their subject some you cannot take home. Only the ones with plain covers, contents unknown to your conservative parents 
who fear bodies, not books. The most lewd one you hold against your chest without the slightest fear that your father protests. It is the story of O, a cream cover with a small conservative black type. No illustrations, subtitles, no theatrics or hype. It looks banal and foreign to your parents, neither interesting nor threat. They have no idea in the public library it has made you wet. You don't have a boyfriend and you haven't explored, but you begin on your own with this book on a library floor, reading its first pages again and again. They are full of penetrations and cocks and bodies whipped and exposed. There's rituals for service, rules for wearing stockings and clothes. It makes you quite dizzy the way it feels exactly like you. To get to the end um, in privacy, you know what you'll have to do. Take it to the counter where there's only Miss Rose. You'll have to be brave and completely composed. 17 years old, checking out porn from a woman who read you fairy tales and made ornaments out of popcorn. A parental figure in your life who never beat you or controlled, always spoke in a whisper neither coerced nor cajoled, just taught you to seek self-knowledge liberally. Today feels like the ultimate test as you place it before her gingerly. Afraid to make contact, afraid she'll finally say no. And what's inside these pages are things essential to know about a unique component of your sexuality. She's taught you to search here for answers confidentially. There is only a second, a small shock she betrays as she looks at the cover, then quickly away. Back at you as she pulls out its card. Your heart is pounding as she stamps it with confidence, loud and hard, then hands it to you the way she has thousands of times. She's smiling as usual, normal and kind. And it occurs to you, this is unconditional love. Like your grandmother, the only family member these words make you think of. You take the books and wait for your dad to arrive. You don't even hide it from him on the drive. He's not like Miss Rose. He doesn't read. It's why he thinks libraries are safe. He doesn't need to monitor you here to tell you what you can see. He thinks it is quiet and boring, not licentious and free. Inside of these silent stacks, you are becoming exactly who you will be. And the last poem I'm gonna to read to you, it's a sonnet and it's called um, The Story of Scarlet and it's just further take on, you know, what's the story of O meant to me in my life and you know, how I would go from being this very controlled, um, conservative looking girl to who I really was inside. Um, and that is this, the story of Scarlet for the teenage girl who found herself in the story of O. Someday men will call you another name. Someday some pay to put you on a plane. Some stay in hotel suites 
where you are shamed. Your name's a party password some obtain. Riddle, some hypothesize, explain. The scarlet skin of one who entertains. Etymology of dominant brains. Truth, taxonomist, teenage boy who trained you someday to employ scarlet screen name of raven-haired southern girls. Rhett restrains for chat room talk with ones who feel the same as you. College girl, addicted to pain. It starts at 17, her knowing look. Librarian, dirty library book. And, you know, it's just a full circle moment there of me coming, you know, back to like actually being an adult and being recognized as an adult uh, by this person who knew me as a child and that was something I never got from my parents and it's kind of like I said in the other thing unconditional love and um and you know the idea that you know to love somebody is is to love you know their evolution and Miss Rose definitely was a big part of my evolution in the library, and it just makes me emotional to talk about all this. And anyway, it's getting late, everybody, and we've had a good chat and a good session tonight of nostalgia. And I hope, right? I don't even know, honestly, if my library is open in my town. I, I doubt it. You know, um, I don't. I haven't been. You know, I'm not a person that goes out a lot, but you know, maybe someday when libraries are open again, you know, I definitely would like to go, um, when it feels safe and all to do that. It's so, it's such a weird time for us all, but I have a library at home and it, and it, a card catalog at home and it, it gives me such nostalgia just smelling it makes me feel like I'm at the library again. And thank you for sharing this, um, walk into the library with me tonight and everybody grab your stuffed animal lie back in bed and find some a cozy book to read or somebody to snuggle or your stuffed animal and i will see you next week on Kristen whispers sonnets for your weekly bedtime treat and if you want to if you're ever interested in any of the books that i talk about you can visit my website at kristengarth.com and i have all those books for sale and i can make you a little package and anyway good night Join me.